and welcome to this week's episode of The Dial-Up Dudes, bringing you content for the big breakfast generation. Now, if you imagine putting Denise Van Outen and Johnny Vaughan into Seth Brundle's telepod, the result is me, Jim Dolan, your host for today. Now, I don't mind if you call me Dononi or Johnice, but I think we can all agree the best surname will be Vaughan Outen. And this week, my zig and zag are Mr. David Springer and Mr. Robert Bish. David, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Jim. Thank you for asking. I had a great day. I had a great week. So far, so good. How are you? I'm excellent, mate. I almost swore them for no reason. I am really good. Thank you very much. And Mr. Mr. Robert Bish, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Which one am I? Zig or Zag? You can decide, mate. Can I time cop them and put both together and be a one, a union? Uh, I would love to see you and Dave go into the telepod and merge together, see what kind of fantastic beast we'd end up with. Uh, but we'd end up looking like Station from Ben yeah. Ted. Yes! yes. <laughs> now, we've got a lot to get on with this week, and we don't want to have any egg on our faces. Whee. <laughs> remember, remember that? Remember that? It's the Easter party, <laughs> isn't it? No, come on, remember Big Breakfast. Egg on your face. Oh, egg on your yeah. Face. Oh, God. That's egg on bad. your face. Egg on your face. Egg on your face, egg on <laughs> your egg face. Who do you think it is? Was it Splat? Um, Who do you think it is Splat? I think it went something <laughs> like that. Anyway, look, we are the Retro Podcast, bringing you content from the uh, the generation of, well, us, basically. And, uh, you know, just to give you some perspective, no, 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 no. There's no limit to the amount of things we'll be able to bring you from the past. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about how we spent our childhoods. So that's up to the ages before drinking. I mean, very specific, up to maybe like 14, 15, before we start boozing. How did we spend our weekends and evenings as, as kids? We're then going to talk about the brand new 50 pound note. The design's just come out recently, um, depicting uh, what should be a national hero, uh, Mr. Alan Turing. And then after that, we'll be going on to talk about how feeding your family has changed since we were kids. Now, a lot of you will probably immediately have thoughts of the kind of things you were fed during the 80s and 90s by your parents when convenience food seemed to be the in thing. But how do we feed our families nowadays? I think we'll all agree it's changed quite a lot. And to finish out the show, we've got this week's game, which is Drag or Dulux. I'll leave you to ponder on that. Yeah, I'm very pondering that. <laughs> very ponderous, Rob. Very ponderous. So that, to get started, we're going to get on, kick off the show talking about how you spent your free time in your youth. So, Dave, when you were a young man, not that long ago, obviously, um, how did you spend your evenings and weekends? My evenings were locked in my bedroom, hiding away from the outside world. No, no, before before in the teen years. Before... <laughs> <laughs> I was one of three boys growing up, so it was a very lively household anyway. Um, I was a middle one. I was also a bit of a provocateur. So a lot of my youth was spent fighting a lot with my brothers, getting up to no good, uh, pretty much getting them in trouble, uh, being a bit of a little shit, really. Hey, we used to play so much football together. That was a lot of our youth, playing football as well. Yeah, uh, that would account for a little bit of my youth, but I think a lot of my youth was pretty much winding my brothers up to an extent where they were just pretty much threatening me with like, weapons and then running to mummy and getting them in trouble. That's your whole youth. Okay, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out what, what I used to do as a kid because maybe it was a little bit different in uh in, in Dagnum than it was in East in East Ham or Beckton or wherever. Uh, but my my I just remember my overriding thing throughout like probably the ages of something probably ridiculous like five or six through to maybe sort of 12, 13 was just spending my life on my bike, just constantly yeah, yeah. out riding around. Like just for hours, like in the summer holidays, we'd spend literally hours just riding around, um, going to the parks, building dens. So, you know, like you'd always find some wrecked old like sofa or something that'd be hidden in some bushes and you'd end up like turning it into a den. You know what, Jim? You're lucky you found blinking old old dens, mate. I found porno bag mags in a bag of mag, you know what I mean? So <laughs> the forbidden, the forbidden secret porno mag that floated with the wind. Oh, it's a special day today. Those are things that kids aren't going to experience these days. <laughs> remember the dumps, but Rob. Yeah, you know, I remember the dumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a big, there's a big dump. So it'd, it'd have been like near um, Prince Regent Lane. What about you, Rob? Oh, me. I definitely, uh, obviously, uh, I think I said to David a second ago, like a lot of mine was football. But I played. I used to play. I used to make up a lot of games when I was younger as well. So I used to like like play indoors and vent little kind of dice games 
on my own, but to, to do with football. So I'd love to do football teams and then I roll the dice and I do the scores of the teams and then I'd do the leagues after 10 games and see how the team started, where the team stand. It was so sad, it was unreal. I did that quite a lot. Obviously, it kind of, it kind of goes in with the kind of retro computer games we used to play as well. So I spent a load of time playing computer games and, you know, just being, getting up to the kind of naughty stuff as kids. Like Dave said, so like we talked about earlier on, we used to go over to the dumps of where we used to live and it was because it was a developing kind of area. And so we literally, they said the old cabins in there, we said pretend they were so a house living are you there. Saying, are you saying dumps or do you mean like building sites? It, it was like a mixture of, was it a dump or was it a building site? I think it was both, wasn't it? Was it was a bit of both, really. I remember like, yeah. it'd be like a pile of loads and loads of uh, tight car tyres. Remember that, Rob? Yeah. They shed loads of cars. I don't know why they arrived, but this is obviously it's pre-DLR, um, so there's pretty much been building up to it, but it was a bit of a wasteland. So I'd, I'd go out like nine o'clock, if it was a weekend, nine o'clock in the morning, come back five o'clock, caked in dirt. My mum would be in despair if that the amount of washing she had to get through from me. Is, it was fantastic. One other memory I also had, also had as a kid, um, I used to have these little boys, we used to go fishing all the time, and um, these little boating lake, I remember this one incident, we did use like a bit of bread to uh, you know, get the fish. And one of my, one of my mates disappeared with a loaf of bread, scooped, hollowed it all out and shat in a loaf of bread. What? <laughs> what wow. I've never, I've, I've never been jealous of someone else's... That is a proper I've, shit I've sandwich, never, that is. I've always been jealous of other people's childhoods. Growing yeah, up, I always thought growing up in Dagenham wasn't that great, but it sounds like it wasn't too bad. Oh, I'll tell you what, Jim, that happy shop of bread's changed a lot since we <laughs> <laughs> so, so to give people perspective, though, when you talk about those kind of uh, building sites or dumps, whatever you say, you know, uh, give people give, give people the perspective of it. If they've seen the movie Full Metal Jacket, that's where a lot of that was filmed, right? That's right. Yeah, that was Galleon. That's Galleon's Three, uh, Gasworks area which I spent a lot of time around there as well. It was probably like a few stations up the road from where, where we were talking about. But um, it's the same yeah. kind of thing, is it? It's kind of like um, Pro- like just crepid buildings uh, and stuff. Uh, oh, it's yeah. so dangerous. It really so was. Dangerous. Like, and at that, that age, you don't really recognise how dangerous it really is. Like when you're, you know, climbing up these buildings with like you know, 15 floors and you're pretty much just sitting on the ledge with a half a blown up, blown up walls pretty much out, it's like looking back, it's like, I'm oh, fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a that's the kind of thing that I do I do recognise as a kid like just finding areas where you shouldn't be and like hanging out there and playing up and making and again like sort of making dens and stuff like but when I was a kid when I, I remember being like eight years old my mum sending me down the shop to get baby food for my sister and it was quite a long walk could you imagine sending like an eight year old on a long walk to a shopping trip nowadays never madness no. no we had a lot more freedom didn't we was it safer when we were younger that's a question no no no, no the pedos are still about mate. They're just better disguising themselves back then, were they? You know, big vans. You know what, mate? As a kid, I was a right little knob. I remember going into this old lady's house. She went, Want some lemonade? I was like, Thank you. Walking around, don't know who the hell she was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she seemed nice at the time. I'll never forget. I I, I used to live in. Beckton near Nemeth Road. I never forget coming out of the, sh- the shop and there was the like a custom 18 van there. And the door slid <laughs> open and I'm like, Wait, do you want a sweet mate? I went, Yeah, go on, go on then. <laughs> Went straight into the van and took a sweet out of his hand. I thought, I was like, you know, why would you do that? If I saw my daughter doing it, I'd go ballistic. What are you and doing? Then, and then you woke up the following day. Yeah. And I was like, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> do you think parents are, are more savvy nowadays or they're just a bit more protective? I think a bit of both, really. Um you know, I think as, as a kid, obviously there's always been danger around, but I think we're a bit more aware of it. I remember spending a huge amount of my pocket money as a kid, like the weekends. And one of two things, well, occasionally, if I was feeling like extra fancy, I'd save up and go bowling, but that was really expensive. But most weekends it was either going to the cinema, like I think it's £2.50 or something down the Odeon in Barking, yeah, or going um, swimming. So those are the two things. That's what you, that's what you spent your money on, and that's what you, that's what you did when you were. Well, not penny sweets. You never spend money on penny sweets. Yeah, but not in terms of activities. I mean, like oh, activities okay. wise, those were the two things. So I know you must have been the same, Rob. You love movies. You must have been down the cinema. Oh, all the time. I, I, I lived in the cinema as a kid. I, I've, I think I've, I've lived in the cinema quite long. 
my, my life and this. I think I've been, I think one of the things that me and uh, Dave, when we were young, used to do, we used to walk, this would be a cinema called Showcase in Bexton. Yeah. And we used to go see a movie and then we'd walk all the way home and just contemplate the movie. It kind of challenged us. That was like, that was a highlight for me, that was. One of my highlights was actually going into the movie and then when the film was finished, we'd actually just go to the toilet and then sneak back into another film. Yeah. <laughs> We did that quite a lot as well. That's that's proper scallywag stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I felt so guilty for doing that. And as young men, I don't know about you, but this is me growing up before I realised that I was a, you know, a, a gay, <laughs> a gay. <laughs> but um, that was where you went to to meet girls as well, wasn't it? Like swimming or, or the cinema. Oh, yeah. I think I met like, I had one of my first um, smooches with a girl I met in a swimming pool, believe it or not, which is really funny thinking about. Because I remember like all my, this is like back at secondary school, and uh, all my mates were like gathered around me, like in a blinking semicircle with me and this girl <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> like, like, I'm, pit- I'm, on. I'm oh. picturing a pit fire right now instead of a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Me, me, and, me and my friend met these two girls at swimming over Coolsbrook and um, oh, we ended up like, having a smooch afterwards. And then we swapped and we like smooched the other ones. And it was like, <laughs> looking back on it, yeah, that's just, yeah, weird. Yeah, like, as a kid. It's so simple, though, isn't it, back then? You know, you, you, it, was like, it, was, it wasn't complex. You kind of was like, do you want to swap? Yeah, sure thing. One <laughs> 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 of the other things I spent my money on as a kid, East Ham Market, arcade machines. Yes. How much money they took from me. Oh, it's brilliant. Street Fire, all day long, every day. What else you got to spend it on when you're a kid? You know, it's just on entertainment, isn't it? At the end of the day, you don't think about saving most of the time. Not at all, because I know I nicked all my bottles of pop from the shop. I didn't need to spend it on that. So, <laughs> oh, David, <laughs> naughty boy. But um, I remember in in Dagenham we had the Goldsbrook swimming pool, which was like this whole new complex. I don't know if you guys ever went there because it was on the A13, so it was on the yeah, on the bus did, ride. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you remember, it was the big new one, and it had water shoots and it had a whirlpool and it had like jets and wave yeah. machine and all that stuff that to me when it came out because i was used to going to just normal you know normal swimming pool where you do lengths or whatever that yeah. was like next level when that came out it had all like the fake palm trees and like the fake beaches i just i just couldn't believe my luck did you have a wave machine there jim i can't remember yeah man you did didn't yeah, you? yeah. That's why I think I went there for for the wave machine. But it had a whirlpool well, machine, which is like a, a circular section. Yeah. And it literally had jets that just faced kind of sideways. <laughs> so it turned it on and you'd all just get blasted around to thinking about <laughs> it, right? It's probably nowadays you wouldn't have it because it's probably not safe. But you're literally being just blasted around this thing at high speed. How many kids reckon died there? They <laughs> <laughs> buried them under the motorway. That's fine, mate. <laughs> the 173 from Beckton all the way to Dagnum. Boss, easy. <laughs> it was I I, used to, I I I never went with my friends because it was too far, but I think I went with my family. I can't really remember going with my friends if I'm honest. Oh, God, but um, brilliant! No, it was it, it was so good. And the thing with that as well is the, the cinema was next door. So yeah. if you had extra money, if it was like your birthday weekend or something, you'd be like, oh, should we go swimming and go to the cinema? And it was oh. the best. Yeah. When, yeah, I, yeah. when I was a kid, I don't know about you guys. Like, did you ever collect? Um, your cinema tickets because I, I had this wad of remember the old fashioned <laughs> yeah I've still got them in the loft somewhere <laughs> at one point I watched so many because I've every pretty much every week I went and it got to the point where I'd seen all the movies and the only thing left in my age group was um much ado about nothing <laughs> the, <laughs> Kenneth Bran- the Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare adaptation and I said to my mate like oh well we've seen all the other films let's see this let's just watch this there's nothing left and he was like, but it's, it'll be boring. I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. Let's give it a go. And we went and watched it and we came out and he went, yeah, that was boring. I thought you were come out and go, do you know what? That was pretty good. <laughs> no, it was, if it's one of the things as a kid, you just, it's like your, check, your checklist, isn't it? It's like, well, I was going to go and see a film. So I'm here now. There's only one film to see. In hindsight, probably because you just watched another one I've already seen before. You know what? Like looking back as well, and I don't know whether like you guys, I'm sure you did. One thing I used to love doing as a kid was going to the boot sale, the car boot sale on a Sunday, yeah, Sunday market. Definitely. Just go in there. You don't know what you're going to come back with. You don't, you don't even know where you're going in the first place. But Poor about, man's treasure. It was. <laughs> Honestly. It's My like, dad was notorious for that kind of stuff, dragging us to those kind of things. Do you like it? Did you ever get anything? My dad this habit of like, he, he liked to bargain. Whether you needed it or not, if he thought it was a bargain, <laughs> he'd buy it. 
So you come back when we were like, like grown up and stopped going to this stuff with him. You come back from the Sunday market and he'd want to show you all the things he got. It's like, oh, look at this thing that I bought. Look at this stuff. Oh, I've got 20 toilet rolls for two quid or whatever, like whatever nonsense. You're like, why are you buying this crap? The cleanest arse is in Dagnum. He probably bought like limited edition Misfits albums and you're like, oh, this is all crap. Looking back now. Oh, <laughs> Mate, he bought a TV at home that he bought from some gypsies over um, Dagnum Market. Nothing wrong with did, gypsies. You know, did, it, did, it, did it work? Well, I said to him, do you not find it suspect that the... The remote control had a different brand on it to the TV. <laughs> <laughs> he, hadn't know, he hadn't noticed that. He said, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Plugged it in. As soon as he switched the plug on, like the switch on the plug, a big spark came out of it. It's bang. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't <laughs> hollow. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was my dad. Oh, Bless him. Brilliant. God rest his soul. Yeah. So, oh. guys, overriding memory of childhood. What was your, your favourite thing to do when you were a kid? Knock down ginger. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's titillating, Dave. It for anyone who, who isn't acquainted with the term regionally, what is knock down, down ginger? It's basically knocking on someone's door and running away. But it was just, it was just like pure, innocent fun. And the times when you get caught as well, which is like, sorry, mate, sorry, just begging for forgiveness. <laughs> like you've done the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it was, do you know what? I, I kind of like kind of the thrill of trying to get maybe getting caught. And you're like, what are they going to do to you? <laughs> <laughs> I got caught once by a guy. Some guy chased me because I was down an alleyway playing with caps. Do you remember when you had like the caps? It was, it was like a, a rocket shaped thing out of plastic. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The cap on the nib and you yeah. throw it in the air and it comes down and goes off. Yeah. So I was throwing these down the alley and this guy shouted over his back fence, if you throw one more of them, I'm going to kill you. So I threw one more, obviously. And he came legging it. Uh, jumped over the fence, legging it. So I'm running down the road and he caught me. <laughs> and then he just said, and he caught me. And I was like, what's going to happen? And he just went, don't do that again. <laughs> You've been that was it. Did he say please? He didn't. He was very rude. Um, so, so yeah, over, overriding things, knock down Ginger for Dave and Rob. Oh, mine's, uh, mine's a totally boring one and it's very kind of male-dominated back then, but it was playing football, if I'm honest. Playing football with my friend. I used to do it. What's changed? I used, to, I used to do it so much, you know. It was I used to play for my, you know, for my Sunday league team, and then I play for my school, and those play, you know, it was just too much, really. If I'm really, probably done my knees a bit in mischief. I could probably get, I could have been playing computer more, you know, if I wasn't doing that or educating. Yeah, myself. but then you'd have, you know, then you'd have arthritis in your thumbs, so you know, <laughs> probably a good thing you didn't. Have you seen my thumbs? <laughs> Huge. <laughs> And uh, we'll have more from Rob and his thumbs after this commercial break. Uh, hang on, Jim. Hang on, Jim. What was your overriding feeling as you know, experience as a kid? Uh, my overriding thing for a kid, when I was a kid was really just, um, just hanging out, man. I'd like I'd get a bus pass, like a one day bus pass, and I'd feel like the world was my oyster, and I would just get on buses. I didn't even care where they were going. I'd just get on them and go somewhere and just dis- discover new places. And when I was about probably eleven or twelve, I started being allowed to get. The travel card so rather than one day bus pass i could get the full travel card and go into london and explore like the museums and i went to like british museum and stuff like that and it's mad now to think of a kid that young just going into london but i loved it i loved going to camden and looking at all the weirdos and then i grew up to be one of them <laughs> so um yeah it's a uh, grab a one day travel card take a little tour for the commercials and we'll be back in a moment guess who's in town a little early this year with his cream eggs from Cadbury. They've got a shell of thick Cadbury's milk chocolate and a delicious creamy filling. And welcome back to the Dial-Up Dudes. This week, we saw the design of the new £50 note, which was announced some time ago uh, to feature the World War II codebreaker and father of modern computing, Alan Turing. Now, for those of you who don't know, Alan Turing uh, was a brilliant mathematician, um, massively helped the war effort, helped crack the German Enigma code, which helped us win World War II. But on top of that, a lot of his work actually uh, went into, you know, a lot of the computing that we see today, a lot of the stuff we know about computers off the base of his work. And there's actually parts of his work that are being revisited now because they were so advanced at their time that um, they're only now becoming relevant. So a hugely um, intelligent man should have been a British hero for many years and an icon that we all know. Um, sadly, Alan Turing, um, well, not sadly, Alan Turing was uh, was a gay man 
And um, sadly, when people found out, his security clearance was taken away. He was prosecuted um, and found guilty of being a gay man. And his choices were prison or chemical castration. He chose the latter in the hope that he could carry on just with his life, but he wasn't allowed to work again doing what he was doing. And eventually, very sadly, took his own life by injecting cyanide into an apple uh, and eating it. So a bit of a sad story, but a very important figure in British history. Chaps, how do you feel about the new banknote? Rob, what do you reckon? I think it should have been done sooner, if I'm honest, to celebrate, celebrate someone who basically helped us win the war. I think if it wasn't for him, imagine what life would have been like. It would have been a totally parallel universe. It would have been like Man in High Castle or something. You know, he's absolutely... Oh, it can't really demonstrate or say how important he really is to us. Really. And, um, and just, you know, to have him on, you know, the British kind of money it's pretty incredible now isn't it you think about it he's gonna hopefully he'll spark up lots of discussion with lots of people i'm saying that how many people have 50 pound notes nowadays i can't remember last time i had a 50 pound note can you no and, no and that's the point i was going to make i think it's a fantastic you know recognition of the, the of the great man he was but i personally would have preferred him to be on like a five pound note something which you know every person you know is going to get their hands on and they actually see and recognize who he was and show the impact that he had on the country. Like Rob said, how many people are going to have a 50 pound note on him? Scandalous that it's taken so long for him to be recognized. And again, it should have been on another lesser note, but I think it would have been, it would have been more and it would have touched more and it would have you know, really, um, it would have really brought his work more to the masses as opposed to it would have been on a 50 pound note. Well, you imagine a 15 year old getting a five foot five pound note off one of the families and, um, and uh, that, you know, like, Oh, who's this? And they, the discussion in their heads about this person they don't know who he is because you're not going to give a 50 pound to a 15 year old are they oh i don't know nowadays <laughs> Dave, oh, yeah. how he's close to that age how much you give him i'll give him like two 20s and a 10 <laughs> <laughs> i get your point though david and it's an important one I suppose one side of it, you could you could argue the toss and say, actually, it's very prestigious to be on the £50 note. But yeah, it's less accessible for sure. Mind you, at the rate of inflation, who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about like, you know, I'm looking, I've got some notes on that, you know, the, the people on the notes now. And, you know, on the £5 note, you had like the Duke of Wellington, George Stevenson, who was a great engineer, Elizabeth Fryan. Now we've got Churchill. So, you know, these are all like important characters in, in the makeup of British history. And, you know, Elizabeth Fryan was a prison reformer. And... I think these are people who everyone pretty much knows about. You learn about them in school, you know, they're pretty much ingrained into our our, our makeup and our educational system. And I think you know, Alan Turing should have been you know, one of those people. I've got a question for both of you guys. Did you guys learn about Alan when you were at school? No. no. I didn't either. I never no. knew about him until I was older. I only did as, as an adult because being a, a gay person, you, you do kind of tend to look into the history of your 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 culture and um yeah the things you discover the people the heroes you discover who put themselves out there yeah because it, 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 to to be a gay person at the time it was illegal and to be a prominent public figure mm -hmm. or not public figure but to be prominent like you know part of the ministry of defense or whatever having that kind of clearance it must have been terrifying to be in his position oh yeah absolutely he must have been second guessing himself all the time you know just watching what he has to say, you know, how he acts around people, even like in his social life, which I don't think he had much of really, of what I read. Um, he must have like, even then he must have just could never have been himself, you know, I suppose. It's probably scary to have a social life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why, he, that's why he threw himself so much far into mathematics. So he could kind of lose himself in it sometimes. Maybe, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's just something I'm thinking. I, I think he's like, he killed himself like 41 years old and, so it's so young, you know, at 41 yeah. years old, I hope to be doing this podcast for you guys, not driven to suicide by, you know, after saving the world. It, it's just scandalous. It's because That's you know, the part that sticks in it, Dave. That's the part that really sticks. Yeah, it really is. You know, you, it seems like you've been betrayed by the people you've saved. You, you know, have. It's like, a, it's, it's like a bad movie almost, isn't it? You know, like you don't, you don't, you sacrifice yourself and that's it. And then you have to throw yourself on the sword. It's just not... He shouldn't have been like that. Well, imagine like a fireman coming into your house and putting out a fire and then you, you know, you, you punch him in the face. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It'd be awful, wouldn't it? It's just, it's just, it's beyond words for me sometimes thinking about it. And I, I don't think 
I don't think we've still haven't celebrated him enough, and I think there should be more done towards him. If I'm honest, you know, you know what? Okay. You know what, Mob? Though, like history right, is littered with amazing and talented people who don't get recognition for you know their achievements, whether it's in their lifetime or they're vilified because of you know certain beliefs within the current you know environment. You know, whether it's like against the odds of the church, you know, like Darwin yeah. and the Fever Revolution, or Van Gogh, he only sold like one uh, painting while he was alive. And yeah. it's only after the fact that people really start to realise that either their input recognition and get out to the masses. And, it, and to be honest, it's a scandal that you know, someone of such a great mind, who's had such an important role in our society, even now, has been, you know, has, has been treated that way. And it's only like, you know, recently where his family, you know, gets an apology and he gets exonerated for certain crimes. And it's just like, it's all well and good, but you know he's had to. You know, he's he's ended his life shortly because of because of how we were as a country and what what you know, what could he have gone on to have achieved exactly you know, yeah gone on to live what could you know he could have done so many more groundbreaking things and that obviously would have impacted our, our technology today you know we could have been so far ahead of where we are because of this gentleman who's obviously had lost his life at such a young age it's just yeah it's just ridiculous. It is. And how much, how much do you think that kind of representation actually matters, though, on things like, you know, bank notes? Because, I mean, in the US, they've had this whole thing, haven't they, about I think they're trying to get Harriet Tubman onto um, one of the notes over there and it was blocked for I the whole... I think it might have been the 20, um, it might have been. Sorry? I think it might have been the $20 note, I think. Yeah, and it's been, it's basically been blocked, isn't it, the whole time by Trump and now that Biden's in, he's going to push it through. Um, but is, 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 is it that important? For me, I think it's very important. These are just normal, everyday people who have risen up the ranks and show remarkable character. You know, they're people who cut themselves above everyone else. You know, historically, we've got like Christopher Wren or you've got like Darwin or people people who probably had a bit of a, a step up in life before going on to you know, such prominence. But then you've got people who have worked their way up from obscurity and... You know, it's a great feeling that the people are getting recognition. I think anyone who's who's been through hardship, and, and this is the thing I don't get when people complain about, oh, it's uh, tokenism. It's you know, what you know, it's just putting a minority on there for the sake of it. So the minorities often have to work through like, twice as hard to, to you know, for in the case of LGBT people, perhaps they're hiding, and when you're constantly hiding part of yourself, you can't be at your best. If you're a person from another race, you can't hide. You're just discriminated out, you know, overtly. It historically and still gone on to achieve great things so if anything that these people deserve even more oh yeah definitely i think they deserve a lot more but what can what can it be what can you what can you give what can you do for them to you know show them what could would it be a building named after them or what could it be that's what i was just thinking what how could we celebrate this person more you know what i think as as people we just have to recognize talent and work that people do while they're alive rather than just after after their death it's no point like you know oh they were a great person well you know maybe you should treat them like that while they were alive and recognize the fact that they've made a massive input into the lives of people who 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 faces they'll never even see alan turing didn't know me he didn't know my my children he wouldn't know my great-grandchildren but you know what his work's actually impacted them i just think about how brave how brave he is if i'm honest how brave you know to go through that pretty much on your own almost you know and to do that and to carry on and still, you know, break that code and get winners at war. It's, it's, it's beyond belief for me. I think um, he's, at least he's got a legacy as well though, because the sad part of him taking his own life, I mean, that's, there's nothing you can do, right? You can't, once someone's gone, there's, there's not yeah. a lot you can do yeah, to, um, to make it up to them. But the fact that the law ended up being changed. So obviously the law changed in the sixties the to decriminalize homosexuality, but um there were people pu- pushing for pardon for Adam Turing because of you know the work that he's done and there were you know certain politicians who were against it saying well that was the law at the time he knew he was breaking it asshole um politicians obviously but by him getting that pardon it then opened up the door to any everyone getting a pardon and there are people still alive today who had um convictions against this, you know under this law so they've now received a pardon because of his legacy so i wow. think that's that's wow. one, one positive thing to, to take out of it is if he hadn't been so prominent a figure um, those people would still be classified as criminals and it really is outrageous and obviously with the law being the law as it was 
that conviction obviously has impacted their you know, work lives, social lives, you know, how they could have grown as, as individuals and people. And, you know, while I'm glad, you know, everyone was pardoned, it does, does it take away the hurt and the suffering and the pain that people have gone through? I don't think it does. And yeah, you know, it, it's the least that, you know, our government can do to kind of rectify, you know, it's you know, past crimes against people who just don't deserve it just for loving who they love or being who they are. It's the typical thing of, it, of, of taking these things and trying to learn lessons for the future and, and, and think of the marginalised groups now who need to benefit from what will be, you know, uh, it, it's the things in the future where things are going to be better and we're going to look back to these times and think why didn't we sort them out sooner like today when the day of recording this is um, International Transgender Day of Visibility and the trans community are under some just like horrific abuse at the moment for, for just wanting to exist and we're going to be looking back at this in 10 years time and just thinking well why why were we even living in a society that tolerated that kind of thing I, I, just, I just don't like I just don't understand like why people have such an issue with things that don't ultimately impact them at all in a slightest. I know, man. I just, Lazy, I just, I just, I just, bastards. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. Like if if next man want to love another man, it was just like, what, what's, what's it to do with me? I know. And who are these people who are just like against, you know, these people obsessed with trans people. Why are you obsessed with these people's genitals? What are their genitals got to do with how you interact with them on a daily basis? Who cares? insecurities of themselves i don't know i really can't i can't figure it out what is it what is it mad you know at all i don't like, i honestly don't get it yeah i'd like to know what makes them feel uncomfortable i'd like i'd like to know i think it's themselves i think they're uncomfortable in themselves and they're taking on that person personally so guys before we uh, move to the next commercial break um if you were to put anyone on a Sorry, I should have prepped you. I could see Rob smiling. Yeah, I wanted, to put, I wanted to put you on the spot. If you could put someone on a British note, who would you pick and why? John Goodman, <laughs> King Ralph, King Ralph, John Goodman. <laughs> uh, if I've got to think of a serious answer, this Jesus Christ, I would put it on. I'd put David Attenborough on a ten pound note, and uh, he'd probably hate that because it's against the environment or something. But I still put him on it. Um, I think because he's done so much for us, he's just an iconic figure, you know. And I, we ain't got long left to, you know. It, we've, I don't think we'll have that long left with him. You know, if I'm not going to say he's going to perish next week or anything like that, but I think we should put him on there sooner so he can see it, you know, because for all the great work he's done and and Harry's educated a lot of people and a lot of young minds as well. Definitely educated mine. Can I give you um, a little story that's kind of related to what you just said? Like put him on there while he's still alive. Yeah. There was um, a thing that went out recently, a petition to create a statue of Dolly Parton in the town yeah. where she was born. Yeah. Um, and they were petitioning all the, um, all of the councillors and stuff. And she put out a message saying to all her fans, thanks so much for that. But there's more important things to focus on right now. Um, I, we don't need a statue of me. Focus on the important things. Once I'm dead, if you think I deserve one, then put one up. But for now, don't worry about it. I thought it was really classy. But she is a classy lady, though, Dolan Pirate. She is, actually. For, for yeah. you know, the people might mock her image, but she's quite a classy lady. Um, Dave, have you thought of who you want to put in your pound note? Okay, so I'm going for a £20 note. I'm going for Tim Berners-Lee, because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd have an OnlyFans subscription. Um, he's done so much <laughs> in... <laughs> He's done so much in terms of, you know, linking people together from across the world, um, sharing technology, whether it's like uh, fake news or, you know, stuff that you can learn from. Um, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So Tim Berners-Lee, £20 note and £20 is going to my OnlyFans subscription. Hazel, this one's for you. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to go with a bit of um, intersectionality. I'm going to go with um, Justin Fashioning. Oh, so someone one. someone on there who similar to Alan Turing was um you know treated poorly. Um I think also, you know, he was the he was the first million pound black player, wasn't he? Yeah. Um yeah. he you know, he he broke a lot of a lot of molds and wasn't treated very kindly. Um and I think By sometimes a lot of it's good in his own family as well. Yeah, I think sometimes it's good for history to acknowledge people who weren't treated kindly, like uh, like with Mr. Turing. And what on what note? Oh, on a 20. On a 20. <clears throat> yeah. Is that because it's a score 
and he was obviously a striker at football. <laughs> oh, I didn't even <laughs> think of that, Dave. I also, do you know what I thought of, um, after our second show with the Pretty Woman thing? Um, I can't believe you didn't call your sequel Pretty Woman Squared. Oh, yeah, Squared <laughs> is a two. Oh, oh. That's a good one. Okay, well, we'll cash you in a minute after these messages. Okay, this final subject before we get into this week's game is around food. Um, so in particular, what is the difference you guys have noticed from the kind of food you were fed as kids versus the way you feed your kids now? And I just want to get kind of prefix this by saying, I think I've watched those, you know, those um, documentary type things they call back in time for dinner, where they go through the generations and they get, they feed their families. And it was definitely historically a, a ramp up of convenience food just as we kind of came into the world which i think heavily influenced how we were fed but let's just go around the room and see like how you know how the the bish and, and springer and uh dolan households were feeding their kids so rob do you want to go first well what i'm feeding my kid a white when i was younger no what, what you were fed when you were younger so let's hear I, i'm expecting to hear a list of classics that everyone's going to re- remember. You know what? I've, I've actually written down some f- things I had to eat, but the, I was quite lucky because my, my dad worked seven days a week, but my mum was sat at home and she was a full-time mum. So I obviously got kind of a lot of things like sausage and mash, you know, and, and you know, all the kind of... I think we used to get packet cormas as well, <laughs> quite a lot, so we had them. <laughs> but um, but um, I remember, though, I always used to have a thing. Do you remember fiendish feet, yogurts? Yes, yes. fiendish feet! Of it's course you all... had fiendish feet. Yeah, it was, I think being like into like horror and stuff like that and weird stuff, it's always been ingrained in me because it was such a young age. I, I used to be obsessed with them. I used to eat them, then wash them out and keep them on a windowsill. Yes. <laughs> explain to explain to the listeners who may not be aware what fiendish feet were. Hey, fiendish feet, well, he's like on yogurts, but, but the, the um, packet was like a, he had little feet to stand on and he was running. He had like a ghoulish face. Like one of them looked like Frankenstein and one like had a cut like a zombie. And they were like, it wasn't just yogurt, actually. It was chocolate flavour as well, it was, wasn't it? I think it was a mousse, wasn't it? It was like strawberry yeah, mousse and chocolate mousse. Yeah. So there's all different, yeah, there's all different flavours. It was just just a silly, ghoulish kind of looking Did things. you grow cress out of them to give I, them hair? I grew, I grew grass. I grew <laughs> grass. Yes! Yes, of course you did. <laughs> and then I smoked it. And then I smoked it, man. <laughs> so, um, so, Dave, how was your, how was your childhood uh, culinary experience? You know what? Growing up in like a, in a Caribbean household, we had a lot of like fresh food. Like my mum used to have like jerk chicken and rice and peas and proper, proper, like proper Caribbean food. But on the occasion, you know, we had birds eye potato waffles, you know, spaghetti hoops and fish fingers. Um, on the occasion, we strayed into those uh, microwave meals and those, those microwave chips that you had. I can't remember. Yeah, birds eye potato waffles. Oh no, hang on, that's the wrong effort. Quickity quick microchips. That's it. The yeah, all, the jingle, my... all the jingles are in my head. Yeah. <laughs> the jingle yeah. I'm gonna call you from that one. You used to have those, but you know, I remember to be honest with you, we were pretty uh, good in terms of like uh, eating. I remember going down like Green Street Market on a Saturday where where it clashed with like West Ham, like we go down there buying like the fresh fish and the um, plantain and the salt oh. fish, and it just oh, I'll be honest, I used to like, love going around Dave's to see the chicken and all I, the food. I, 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 <laughs> I always hate salt fish, but um, and to be honest, I was a pretty fussy kid as a you know. But my mum, we used, my, I used to make my mum like, <laughs> but she like cook all the chicken and in, in all that season, I used to make her wash it all off to make it. Get some- <laughs> <laughs> so, you get like the, so, so, you, so you get like the, the bare liquid. <laughs> so like you, you kind of rust. <laughs> like I get like the, I like the flavors, but then I call like the bits of onion and stuff like that. Mom, can you wash it off for me, please? <laughs> oh, oh, no. You two sound like you were really lucky because I was raised on fingers, fingers crispy pancakes. Oh, oh yeah, I had them as well. Al- alpha bites, alpha spaghetti, spaghetti. Turkey dinosaur, all all of those drumsticks. things. Drumsticks. Yeah. Oh yeah, no Bernard Matthews drumsticks. Yeah. Oh, they were actually they were, the bomb. they were the yeah, yeah. It was yeah yeah it was. and they were bold juicy, weren't they? Like you bite into them and all like the fat had come out. <laughs> it was just fat, wasn't it? You know. It do you know what? I actually wrote. I actually wrote a few little things down from what I remember having all the time when I was younger. Do you remember Panda Pops? Yeah. Yes. Oh. The drinks. Rob, Rob, can you, Rob, can you sing these to us? Can you sing the list? 
Panda Pops, Arctic Roll, Cartoonies, Toffee Rolls, Traps. <laughs> you see it like we didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob, so Arctic Roll, that is that from home or the school dinner Arctic Roll? The school dinner Arctic Roll, for sure. I, I reckon they're probably still serving that now, aren't they? Do you think they're really serving that still? I reckon they do. We no said, in, in, in primary school, like, we said Tottenham cake with custard. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Tottenham cake. Tottenham cake was awesome. Yeah. They didn't like custard so much. I, had, I think I had an experience like lumpy custard once, and that was it. I remember my dad, like, he used to like put all these bloody food colouring in custard, like when I was younger, like green custard and yeah, pink custard. I was like, oh, mate, this is just. T- well, my dad had to look after us one weekend, right? When he, when he was off work. And um, he used to gave us, he got a bounty, put in a bowl and put custard over it, gave us for the dessert. <laughs> I, have that for, I have that for dessert now. What are you talking about? Yeah, I reckon you Jim, do you remember me and you used to go to the fried chicken shop and then go to the Chinese shop and get the sweet and sour sauce and put the yeah. sweet and sour sauce on the fried chicken and eat Mate, it? Oh. I, I think that was genius. It was, it was uh, genius. Fu- fusion cuisine. But look, do you remember down the Arctic roll um, line? Do you remember that horrible? I say horrible, I still ate it. Uh, right, hot rice pudding they used to give you in school. Yeah. Oh, a dollop of jam on it. It was basically skin of feet, wasn't it? You know oh, what I mean? It's oh, so it. disgusting, man. It was rancid, it was. I remember, I remember, I remember like, um, I used to get them free school dinners, I did, because uh, we were kind of a little bit hard up. And at one point... Same here, man. Yeah, and I remember getting this burger, and I remember buying into it, and it actually cracked my tooth. I think they actually gave me concrete. Tell you what, man, I was obsessed when I was a kid with red apples. I didn't I like I pretended I didn't like green apples because I wanted red apples all the we time. No, I've got perfect vision, thank you very much. Um and uh, no, I really I really liked them until one day at school where I had a red apple as like dessert or whatever with lunch and I bit into it and I'd eaten quite a lot of it and then I realized around the core there was like a caterpillar or whatever oh. got into it. Oh. I hadn't, I hadn't bitten it. Fortunately, I hadn't bitten into it, but that was it. That put me off red apples for life. Oh God, man! I, I, I remember when I, it's, it's, it's disturbing when things that happen like that, isn't it? I remember we bought cauliflower once, and we uh, we cut into it. It was just full of maggots. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, no. But that was like, it's all right. Just wash them out. Never oh. eat again. Do you remember tab? Tab clear. Yes, tab clear. Oh, yeah. that was what a drink. tab clear? Because it's just coke, wasn't it? It was clear coke. Yeah. That, yeah, was, clear. that was really nice. I like that. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs> and but do you know, do you know one thing that I always loved, and I think they still do now, but it's kind of hard to get. Do you remember the, the crisps? And you said get the little packet of salt and you said rip it open yes! and put in there, shake, shake the shake. packet up and eat yeah, it. Yeah, tear and shake crisps. Rob, I remember back when back in the day when I went to <laughs> your house and we were playing computer games. You asked me, Dave, do you want a bag of crisps? I was like, Yeah, all right. You went into the kitchen, get a bag of crisps. Little did I know, it pulled up fucking loads of salt in the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck is this. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. This goes do you guys this remember? Goes. Do you, you guys remember those um, ice lollies that are basically just like frozen um, moose in the shape of a foot? Yes. <laughs> and you just eat the toes first. <laughs> you know, do you know what? I had something I had um, uh, this year, actually, no, last year. Do you remember cherry brandy ice lollies? Yes, man. In the ice cream van. Love yeah, them. I had one of them. I thought all about them. They were like so lovely. Is that when so 99s look, what... were actually 99p? <laughs> yeah, how long ago was that? <laughs> um, so, so look, you guys are parents. What what difference is there between what you're what you're feeding your kids and and what you had as, as a as a kid growing up? Well, we do like um, a lot more fresh food. I, you know, we had pretty much fresh food anyway, quite a lot when I was a kid. But no, I have an allotment, so I love like going to my allotment and growing stuff and bringing it home. But my my son doesn't really eat that many vegetables in ter- other than broccoli he absolutely loves broccoli um but all our food is pretty much fresh you know we, we don't do microwave meals we don't you know really do processed stuff as such um so yeah it's pretty much cook from scratch and you know it's, it's nice that you can actually eat it rather than having to like resort to you know processed food all the time can i tell you guys a story that'll, that'll probably make you laugh right so everything we had was processed um, when my mum did cook, and my mum isn't a bad cook, by the way. I think this is just the way it was when when, when we were younger. Because remember, my mum's quite young as well. Um, yeah, Jim, she's only 19 so, so years Jim, older than me. Jim, is this actually your mum listening to this? Because you, you, no, she's you not. Quite, she's, she's so young. She's a good cook. She's a good, <laughs> hello, hello, 
Jim's yeah. mum. Let's, let's not let's not go there. Um, but <laughs> but I think she was of the age where yeah, the convenience food it was just what you bought. So most of the time it was um, you know packaged stuff or you know the, the turkey drumsticks and all the rest of it. But when she cooked, it was either roast dinner, which was lovely, mm. or bolognese, um, which was always dormio, uh, yeah. you know, of a jar. Yeah. And I just thought that's how you made it. So during home economics at school, they were like, oh, you need to cook a meal. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll cook bolognese. So then <laughs> I, I turn up on the day and I've got my mince, I've got my Oxford cube, I've got my um, onion and whatever else and my spaghetti. And I've got a jar of, of, of Dormeo. And the teacher's like, you're supposed to be cooking it from scratch. I was like, I am cooking it from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise, I didn't realise at all that you actually, there were people who made their own sauce. Now, like I've probably got about eight portions of bolognese sauce frozen in the freezer. I make it all myself. I tried Dolmio being lazy a couple of years ago and it was so sweet and salty and gross. And to think I used to eat that on a regular basis. Yeah. Man. Ragu brings the Italian out in you. <laughs> yeah, hate... it was Ragu, not Dolmio. Yeah. I hate jar jar stuff. It's, it's really disgusting. Can... Isn't it? it makes you feel mm. really thirsty afterwards as well. If you've noticed that, you feel yeah, like you need to be down about 30 so pounds. It's salty, man. I know. It's well disturbing. Tell it comes me what to... you feed Aubrey. So it's a real mixture sometimes. Like sometimes, like she loves chicken, like loves chicken. She's obsessed with it, right? She's at age, she's becoming right fussy. But she's like, so I go to Aubrey, should we get a takeaway tonight? She goes, Yeah, chicken and chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but so some some days like she would have like you know, like a salad kind of thing with chicken, so she'd have like tomatoes and all that stuff. And there's some days where she just like what she just wants waffles and like a it's like a grilled like fish fingers or something like that. So there are days where it also it depends on time as well. So if, if I think I say like four days or five days at the week, we probably do like a really fresh dinner, and then she has a, in between she'll have something like waffles or something like that as well. So we mix it up a little bit depending on time and we're both working and stuff like that. But we definitely don't do jar stuff for her, never. Just think, when, when we die, our bodies will probably, like, not rot from all the preservatives we had as kids. <laughs> that's what I mean. They're, they put us in a, they, that's, that's what we'll become. People are domain sauce! <laughs> <laughs> think of all the things now, though, that, that, you, that if you mentioned to someone um, years ago, they probably wouldn't know what you're talking about, like um, quinoa and um like corn and even avocados the only time people would have mentioned avocados back in the day was when they were referring to someone's ugly colored bathroom hummus was something that i never even heard of until i was in my, my tw- early 20s I, I, actually i learned to cook from jim and, and um when i lived with jim and um so he, he taught me to cook rice and things like that and i've never done anything like that before then so like you, and know, you cleaned the house yeah <laughs> he taught he taught you to cook rice yeah, he's a, a lash me if I got it wrong. This is you know really, what? this is really dry. <laughs> if you'd come from a Caribbean or an Asian family, you'd have been slapped up for like learning to cook rice at 20, how old are you? 23? <laughs> I think it might have been older than that. <laughs> I, I, I've got to admit, I was quite surprised at how little culinary knowledge um, Mr. Bish had when he moved in with me. And now, I, could, I reckon I can pretty much cook anything, if I'm honest. If I've I remember you wouldn't even, you wouldn't eat pasta and you wouldn't no. eat um, fish. Yeah. And I, I eat pasta all the time now. I even eat some fish now. So, oh, you so, eat that Mexi- Mexican tuna stuff, didn't you? Mexican tuna. Mexican, really spicy Mexican tuna. Just so I eat. But I think, I think also, I think, you know, I think companies as well, when we were younger, got away with a lot more as well because it's, tr- I suppose, uh, you know, what they could put on the package. Well, how often do you hear about e-numbers now? Like, I, I've no, I don't hear anyone talk about it. But when we were kids, it was all adults talked about. Oh, how many well, e-numbers in that? What is an E number? I don't actually know. Can anyone explain E number? It's because colouring is it? And it makes is one a lot of colouring, just stuff that crushed up beetles. That the red oh, one is cochineal. Cochineal. Yeah. Who thought of that? Someone clever. Yeah, it's probably not. It's probably just something that discovered, you know, in a in a tribe somewhere. People like cooking with beetles. No, oh yeah, it makes shit red. It's probably pinched by the white man. Do you Make always sure. surprise when you have like a dish that you always had somewhere else, and then and you have it like authentic, and it turns out a different color? You're like, why? Why is it a different color for you? Like, there's yeah. a little bit of shit in it. it always trips right. me yeah. because it doesn't have the bastardized um, Western version of it. Yeah, exactly. But I do, I do miss some foods from when we were younger, though, for sure. Like some sweets, and there was a lot of kind of obviously. Okay, give me, give me your, give me your best drink, savory food, and sweet food from your when you were growing up. 
Oh, definitely Panda Pops. I used to love Panda Pops. The blue, the, you remember the bubblegum one, the blue one? Yes, oh, of course. That one. I said, I used to be obsessed with it. I did. And I used to read, I can't remember, I can't pronounce them. Do you remember, is it Toffos or Toffos? Toffos. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah. Oh, they were wicked. I kind of like them as well, but you can't get them no more. So, and um, I had, uh, they were talking in work the other day, they were talking about, well, actually quite a while ago, they were talking about Caramax. And I was like, oh, oh I've had one every year. You still get them, man. I you can, can get yeah. Someone, someone, someone brought them in and I had it. It was so disgustingly sickly. It was like, well, I couldn't eat it. They are oh, a lot sweet, aren't they? They feel a lot. I think everything seems a lot sweeter to the taste. Yeah. I think, I think... our taste buds mature and change, don't they? Well, the home cooking helps with that, I think. So, mm. so Rob, sorry, you've got Toffos, you've got Panda Pops. What's, what would be your, your top savoury food from the past? Me? God, top savoury food. What, like a, like a mashed produce kind of savoury food? Sausage yeah. roll. I, I hate sausage rolls. That wouldn't be me. So we're talking about bird's eye potato waffles. We're talking about turkey dinosaurs, drumsticks. Oh, it, what it would be? definitely be turkey drum, Birmingham Matthew drumsticks. I, they're all great. But um, I got really put off by them because I knew someone who works in the factory and he told me all about it. And I was like, no. Well, of course, it's <laughs> like the yeah, kind of thing that's jet, jet washed off of the bone. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, what's yours? Um, sweet thing, savoury thing and drink. I used to love grape soda. I used to love oh, grape yes. soda. That was the one. It was so sickly sweet. I love so, it. so sickly sweet and tasting it now it's just like you feel like your teeth are going to fall out drinking it's just, it tastes it's just so syrupy but at the same time teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the fly you know what I mean when you just start <laughs> 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 and, and savoury and sweet oh savoury it has to be like um, the fish and chips crisp Yes, so, oh, oh, yeah. fish and chips crisp you can so. still get them from the, from, um, from the range you can Dang, get them that's incredible yeah, they are really good. And as a sweet, even though they bloody frustrated me, Push Pops. I don't know if you remember ah, Push Pops. Yeah, they do. Push them for flavour, save one for later. Yeah, oh, don't push me, push a Push Pop. Who remembers when KFC is giving Vinettas away with a... Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. You, get, you get KFC, you get Vinettas, and they're like, just took it in the freezer again. And you get about Dave, 100 Vinettas in the freezer. <laughs> Dave, how gross those, those Push Pops? Because you were, would like have a go, put finger. it down, and then later on, you put your finger in there, and it's just... Covering exactly, yeah. and now I think that was my first oh. sexual experience, and I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for mine, I think drink wise, it's got to be McDonald's chocolate milkshakes. Um, I've not had a McDonald's for like nearly 10 years, but that was my thing growing up, it was my favorite drink because it was yeah. so thick and gloopy. And my teacher at school, my RE teacher, said when she was, um, she was a student, she worked at McDonald's and she said they used to put lard in them in the milkshakes. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. I heard they had like pig's fat in, in the milkshakes. I got told yeah, it was, so no was calcemin once. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like a special one. <laughs> that's why um, I liked for, it so much. And um, for savoury, ooh, 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 I think I'm probably going to go with Alpha Bites. Do you remember Alpha Bites? I, I, I yeah. can't remember those, no. So it's like, um, like same as like waffles and whatever. It's like potato shapes in letters. So you could actually spell your name. Like Alpha Bites. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do they still yeah. do Space Invader crisps? They oh, do. Yeah. Oh, they so, were so they were so strong, weren't they? They were. It's all ten p. No, probably ten pound now. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many can you get for a touring? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So after this break, we will be playing our game, which is drag or dulux. And we're back. So uh, this week's game to close out the show is called Drag or Dulux. So what I've done is I've got a list of eight names here in front of me. Now, the name uh, is associated with both a paint color and a drag queen. I'm going to give you both and you need to tell me which is which. So we're going to. I'm going to go back and forth between Dave and Rob. Dave, I'm going to start with you. Understand the rules? Yep. So, first one is the colour Violet. And the names we have are Violet Storm or Violet Chachki. Violet Storm, Violet Chachki. Like, Violet Storm does so sound like more of an an empowerful drag name. (laughs) 
<laughs> that as well. It, it, it sounds like a a powerful drag name. You know, if I'd I'd use that name if I was, I was into drag. And Violet Chetsky, do you say? Chetsky. Chetsky. Oh, for Chetsky again. No, no, I don't know what that <laughs> means. Um, but then again, I, I'm going to have to go for Violet Storm being the the drag act. The drag queen. Winner of season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race is Violet Chachki. Ah. And Violet Storm is a Dulux paint. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'd want my wall painting in that now. So oh, oh, that's all right, mate. I'll have to brush up my drag queens and Dulux paints, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you obviously uh, yeah, I didn't give you any any heads up, but I, I thought you'd know this. I thought you were always down that island being cute. Um so <laughs> Rob, the colour for you is Scarlet. Oh. Is it Scarlet Envy or Scarlet Tanger? Which is which? Scarlet Tanger. Is what? Is the drag queen's name. Why do you, why do you think that? Because it's exotic. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't know how to fucking pronounce it if I was going to paint it on my wall. So <laughs> it, it's so exotic that Dulux named a paint after it. Oh, balls. And the, phrase is, the, drag queen, the drag queen is called Scarlet Envy. Okay, so it's nil-nil so far. Okay, right. So the next colour, Dave, is honey. So is it honey drizzle or oh. honey mahogany? Which is which? That's Dave's ex. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's oh. what it's called, Dave. That was his nickname, Honey Drizzle. Honey Drizzle. So, which one's the paint, and which one is the drag queen? Honey Mahogany sounds. It sounds definitely like you'd see. You know, sounds in like the she's leg. No, <laughs> it, does, it does sound like you're going to find a Dulux. Um, but I'm going to go. With, it's got to be Honey Mahogany as the, the paint, isn't it? Surely. You are incorrect. Correct. Ah, yeah. Honey, honey mahogany. Honey mahogany is the drag queen. Honey drizzle is the paint. What? what who's going to name a paint honey bloody drizzle? For God's sake! It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I want to call you that day when we were younger. Durex. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob. Yet, yet to score a point. Three, three in. So, Rob, um, the color is blue, and is the uh, is it blue diamond or blue hydrangea? So which one is the paint? Which one is the drag queen? That's can a Power spell, Ranger. Can you spell that second one for me? <laughs> I'm trying to get, um, was it? Was it? Was the second one again? Blue Sorry. Diamond or Blue Hydrangea, like the flower? I'm going to go for the second one. For which? Um, for, as the drag queen's name. So you think the drag queen's Blue Hydrangea? I'm going to go for it. I know I'm going wrong. I've just thought of it now, but I'm going to go for it. Correct. It's one nil to Mr. Bish. I know my drag queen. So. Yes, so blue diamond is actually a Dulux colour. Okay, Dave, you've got to catch up now. So we've got oh. the colour for you is Jade. We've got Jade Pinafore and Jade Jolie. Oh, which one is Jade? Jade Jolie is uh, as the old um, drag queen, I'd say, just because it just reminds me of like, um, Do I don't know why, Dolly Parton, and, um, and that's Jolene, but you know, it just sounds more of a drag name for me if I were to choose a drag name, but I'm... You are correct. Oh, bang. Oh, one it's all down to this. It's all down Jay to Jolie, this. Jolie um, named herself after uh, Angelina Jolie, and she actually looks like Taylor Swift. Um, anyway, okay, so, Rob. Yes, sir. It's one all, but this, this, if you get this one, you go ahead of Dave <clears throat> with one more question to go. No pressure, Rob. Yes. So the next no one is, your colour is Coco. Okay, what and colour is, is Coco? Coco, <laughs> Coco, Coco, like Coco Blush. Yeah. Or Coco Montrese. Which is the paint? Which is the queen? Queen? Coco Blush. For the... Drag Queen's name, yeah. You are incorrect. Motherfucker! Coco <laughs> Montrese is uh, the drag queen. Montrese! Coco Blush is the paint. Okay, so it's one all. One question each to go. Oh, oh, the pressure. Dave, yours is Candy. You've got the choice between Candy Muse and Candy Love. 
Which is the drag queen? Oh, no. Which one is the paint? You know what? Like, Candy Love's going to be too obvious to be a drag queen, isn't it? It's just going to... If I say Candy Love... Know, could, 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 be, could be Buddy Love's daughter. Yeah. Buddy Love! <laughs> Buddy Love! So it's Candy Love and Candy Blush. Muse. Muse, Muse. Candy Muse. Oh, I'm going for Candy Muse as the, as the paint. Candy Muse is the paint. Candy yeah. Love is a drag queen. Yeah. No, 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 the Incorrect. other way round. Correct. Oh, yeah, I said the other way round. <laughs> I said this, this is controversial. Now. I said the other way round. I know the other way round. All right, because you said the other way round, it, it, just as I was saying it, we'll let you off two points today. But you did oh, say it the wrong way. You I'm getting cheated again. <laughs> Hang on. I was cheated last week when you bloody gave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave one of the answers to the bloody square shot. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, Rob, you've got one more. You can you can draw with Dave for this one. Can I call a friend? You get it if you get it right. <laughs> call me, Rob. So, <laughs> the color. This one's slightly different. The color okay. is black. So you've got the choice between Kimura black or black opal. Zamora Black. So it's Kimura Black or Black Opal. Uh, Kimura Black is the drag queen. Yes! <gasps> it's a draw! So before we wrap up for this episode, uh, Dave, do you want to tell the listeners where they uh, can find us on Instagram and Twitter? You can find us at The Dial Up Dudes on Instagram and Twitter. That's at The Dial Up Dudes. And Robert, where how can people email us if they want to send us messages? The dialupdudes at gmail.com. Okay. Um, so please, actually, yeah, if, if you're listening and you want to get in contact with the show, please feel free to message us. We've had people send us um, ideas for topics to discuss, um, ideas for games, all welcome. Or if you just want to send us a little message, um, you can email us a message that we'll read out on the show. Alternatively, I think if you actually go through the podcast, you can send us audio messages that we can include in the show. Ooh. How futuristic. How futuristic. Um, so that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to find me on the socials, uh, I am at Beef and Teeth. Rob is at XZombishX on Twitter or at Zombish on uh, Instagram. Rob's laughing because he realizes that it's probably better I say it than he does. And Dave is you can catch me anonymous. outside. He's staying anonymous. So uh thanks very much for listening. If you indeed you still are, um, and we'll catch you next week for another episode. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter.